Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, folks. This is Dale. Thank you again for joining with me. We're in the book of Revelation, and we're actually just doing a little uh, uh, reference check right here from what we were seeing in Matthew 24 and 25 in Jesus's Olivet Discourse. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think we'll probably stop in Revelation today and go back with the next episode and see, uh, pick it up what Jesus was saying. Though uh, we may come back to this because it's going to leave us hanging on some stuff. We've looked at Revelation 6 where the Lord Jesus Christ had been given a scroll, a document, and he was breaking the seals. And there's seven seals in this document. The first six he broke at the breaking of the sixth seal, there were all sorts of cosmic disturbances. Everything went black and the sky was rolled back as a scroll. And all mankind is crying out to spare them from he who sits on the throne in the wrath of the Lord. And then immediately in chapter 7, we see where 144,000 are sealed. Some angels are kept from doing what they're about to do until those 144,000 are sealed. And then we see a multitude in heaven that one can't count. And I believe that that's the body of Christ that has been raptured. Well, then the Lord breaks the seventh seal. So let's look at that. This is Revelation chapter 8. Okay, Revelation chapter 8, verse 1. Listen to this. When the Lamb broke the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. You know, that's just one of those verses that if you're not careful, you can sort of fly through and go, well, whatever, <clears throat> you know. But it's interesting in several ways because primary in my mind is that there's time in heaven. For years and years, I thought that uh, in heaven and all eternity, it was like timelessness. There was no time. But when you see what the scripture says, there is time in heaven. Okay, Right here, John actually is able to say, hey, it was about half an hour that there was silence in heaven. Well, what's he basing that upon? Well, he's basing that upon what he felt, Okay. About half an hour, there was silence. And other places, over in Revelation, you see that the uh, uh, the tree of life that is at both sides of the river that, that flows from the throne of God, that it bears this fruit in season. It bears fruit every month. Well, month is a timing element. So heaven isn't so much timelessness. It's time without end. And so there is time that happens. But also there's silence for about half an hour when this seal is broken. And there's any number of reasons why, but I think it's basically around this. When that seventh seal is broken, the document is opened. The scroll is open. Whatever is contained within that scroll is available now. And there's all sorts of conjecture about what it may be. Some say that it's the, the deed to all creation that God has taken back. Well, you know, there's, there's some good insights into that, that type of thing. Uh, some say that it's the wrath of God. It's the day of the Lord. I'm sort of inclined toward that because the next thing you're going to see are angels preparing with trumpets, and then the trumpets are going to blow, and then bowls are going to be poured out. Okay, It's the wrath of God, the judgment of God. But when the Lamb breaks this thing, there's total silence. If you remember what had been occurring in the previous chapters was just tremendous amount of praise. The elders, the four living creatures, the angels, the body of Christ, all before the throne, praising and worshiping God. Now, when the seal's broken, silence. And I think it's a very vivid picture of what is about to happen. Not only the seriousness of it, but the depth of it of what the Lord's about to do to re finish redemption, to finish salvation. 
just the holiness of the moment. And the only response is silence. So when the lamb broke the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Verse 2. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. And when you read all these passages in Revelation, you see all sorts of curious little things like apparently there's seven angels that stand before God. So these seven angels were given seven trumpets. Verse 3, another angel came and stood at the altar holding a golden censer, and much incense was given to him so that he might add to it the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar, which was before the throne. You know, sometimes when we pray, we wonder if our prayers are heard. We wonder if if there's any power, any good, if anything happens. The Lord hears all the prayers of those who believe. And there's some interesting things you see in Revelation about how these prayers are combined together and things that happen. Verse 4, And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints went up before God, out of the angel's hands. Then the angel took the censer and filled it with the fire of the altar and threw it to the earth. And there followed peals of thunder and sounds and flashes of lightning and an earthquake. So this angel takes the censer, takes the fire from the altar from which they had just offered prayers and incense, handed it to God, then took the fire from that altar and threw it to the earth. Well, is this uh, a metaphorical? Is this literal? I think it's probably literal. He throws it to the earth because things happen. There's peals of thunders, there's sounds, there's flashes of lightning and an earthquake. Then last verse for the day, verse 6, Revelation 8. And the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound them. And I tell you, when you see what happens with these trumpets, when you see what happens with the bowls that follow the trumpet, you see that it is God's purging and purifying and his wrath being poured forth upon unbelieving mankind and upon creation. I mean, it's amazing all the details we see right here in this. Anyway, the short of it is this, and I'm going to ask this repeatedly. Are we prepared The primary preparation is, are you truly saved? Not just a religionist, not just somebody who's good. Are you somebody who's really saved? I heard of a young man this week who actually got saved, and he looked at his dad and said, you know, I've been living a lie for 21 years. And I totally understand what he's talking about. And apparently he is a new creature now, you know, brand new. But he'd been living the lie before. Don't live the lie and find yourself when it's all said and done in the lake of fire. Anyway, this is Dale. Take these things before the Lord. Uh, Do what the Lord says, uh, I think it's over in 2 Corinthians, where it says, examine yourself to see if you be of the faith. You know, examine yourself, seek the Lord, and he'll tell you, he'll reveal to you. I'll see you again next time.